we have questions that come in from from people from the party cave my dms and uh tiffany from houston texas she she hears me talks about the the app a lot and she says oh, what's the craziest thing you've seen on Bigo and don't and don't leave anything out <laughs> You know, I mentioned earlier that two dancers from my club kind of got me on the app. One of them texted me a link and said, hey, you should really check out this other, the other girl on the app. Um, she's killing it right now. She's number one on the heat list. And I logged in, and sure enough, she was. She just had so many viewers in her room. And she wasn't even saying anything. She was just laying in bed. And the one said to me, she goes, I'm pretty sure she's touching herself. The beat's about to drop. What up, party animals? Welcome to the party cave. This is episode 68 for that ass. 68, almost 69, all the damn time. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the party cave. I'm your host, Q the Hype Man, where I take a toast with some of the hottest DJs around the world, around the planet, around the internet, in your mom's house, because you know she is watching. We talk about what goes on top of the DJ decks and underneath the DJ decks. Hello. Yo, last week, oh man, last week, I, I'm still having a high off my birthday party because I blacked out. And uh, <laughs> a lot, I throw a, three, a new theme every week. A, a new theme every week. Last uh, two weeks ago was my birthday. It was a Sunday. And it was amazing. Uh, first time that I reached a box on a birthday in, in what was it, uh, two hours? Um, and then also, first time I got a, a, a dragon on, on, on uh, my birthday on a, on a Sunday my Sunday parties, and uh, we'll, get in, we'll get into a little bit of, of what that means, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, man, it was so amazing, uh, dude, And but last weekend, it was an NFL party, and that was, I thought that was, you know, my birthday was dope, but the NFL was dope, you know, I, I love these themes, I love everyone, you know, I'm all, I'm all rocking with my Glitterati fam bam, but I'm gonna start switching it up, I'm gonna start bringing in guests, you know, like a special guest, uh, you know, it could be a boss, it could be an amazing gifter, it could be you. It could be you. Hey, it could be one of my DJ friends. Who knows? Maybe I, you know what? I should start having one of the DJ friends coming through and, and rock a set. But guys, uh, this next weekend, or this Sunday, actually, we got a Disney theme. It's going to be cracking like your butt cheeks. I can't wait for that. So this next guest, ladies and gentlemen, oh, man, I, I've been wanting to get someone in uh, on, the, on the Beagle side of, of things. And I met this guy, and he was really dope, sick DJ, humble dude. Uh, he's actually a relationship intimacy coach, ladies and gentlemen, a producer, DJ, taking over the big old scene, all amazing mixes, beats, and everything in between. Let's give it up for DJ Maggie in the building. <laughs> thank you, thank you. What's up, man? Pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's good to to finally have someone. Other than, uh, you know, surrounded by Beagle World, um, but like six, eight boxes around us, parting it up, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. <laughs> but, uh, I agree. But yeah, man, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, here on the Party Cave, the Party Animals, we do a thing called Short of the Day. Shot Word of the Day. Okay? So anytime we say this word... We take a shot or a drink. If you have a drink, if you don't, don't worry about it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm talking about. So anytime we say this word, we got to take a swig, okay? Um, so, you know, I was, of course, where I met you, <laughs> where we met each other. The short of the day is Bigo. <laughs> oh, Because we're doing big old things here, baby. We're doing big old things here. So anytime we say this word, you know, and if you, if you don't want to say the word, you just got to say Schward. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. I got it. All right. Uh, so, um, man, so I just, first of all, when I first saw your name, and I'm sure you get this a lot, uh, I thought it was Maggie. Yeah. And I felt bad because Lexi, shout out to Lexi, because uh, Lexi's like, it's Maggie. I'm like, oh, shit. The whole time I'm shouting him out on the mic and I'm saying DJ Maggie, uh, Maggie. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I feel like Maggie's close, though. Um, uh, people pronounce that name. I didn't realize how difficult it was to pronounce until I actually came on the uh, the app. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I should say Bigo. I'll just kick it off and say, until so I came on Bigo. Yay! Um, Ladies and gentlemen, since you got... People pronounce it, you know, since Maggie, Maggie, um, Maggie, uh, 
Moggy's actually a, a childhood nickname of mine. He said it's shorter um, than My real name is Malachi, and I guess that was too complex for my friends. So ever since I was like single digit age, it was just a nickname that kind of stuck with me through elementary school and high school. And uh, I think my friends all spelled it like M-O-G-G-Y. And ah. I just thought it'd be a cool name for a DJ. And uh, it, the other reason I picked it is it's the, actually it's the plural of Magus. So it's like uh, the Magi is like the three wise men oh. uh, from back in the day. Nice. So it's got like, it's kind of like a magician kind of connotation to it. So okay. it's kind of like a, you know, cool little inside joke reference nice, to nice. wizardry magicians. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just going to ask you about that. Like, how did you get it? And now, now it makes sense, you know, and, and yeah. from, 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 uh, from from getting you know Maggie Maggie and then the you know M A G, whatnot. But uh, that's that's like me. Sometimes I'll go into someone's chats, and they'll be like, "Oh, uh, what's up?" Uh, what they say, Hyperman. I was, I was like, like, "Where where, where is the <laughs> where is the er? I don't I don't have an er in my name." Right. No, and it's funny because I get DJ Magic a lot because they just they look they just, there's no c in my name but they see it and they just pronounce it as magic because the brain wants to go there or something yeah, yeah. um plus there's a lot of other magic you know whatevers or ends in magic on bigo and, oh uh, so, uh, hey <laughs> i just cracked open a bottle of tito's for the sponsor so i had a nice i'm on the second shot here ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the drink of hype everywhere yes cheers yeah right cheers cheers Good to see you, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So from that, you know, from from being on Schward, <laughs> uh, do do you? Or how about this? When was the actual last club or or event you did before the pandemic? Ooh, good question. You mean besides my home club, like the strip club I work at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, the last time I played in front of people would have been Sunday, March 14th. Oh, wow. I remember it because I, that was the day the, the club closed and I talked to the owner and we were going to close ahead of the day of the order. We were planning on closing anyway. And then on the 15th, the order came down for, at least here in Colorado, for bars and restaurants to close. Um, so we were kind of preemptively already doing that. Um, prior to that, I'm trying to think, uh, the last actual club gig I did, it would have been either like a smaller club gig in Denver. Um, the last festival gig that I played would have been Sonic Bloom in June of last year. So it would have been June of 2019. I played on the, uh, the smallest stage nice. of the four stages. That were, it's a local music festival here. Um, super popular. It's been going on for, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. Nice. Um, what kind really, of music? Really good. All, uh, all kinds, really. Mostly like underground kind of hip, uh, underground electronica. Nice. So like all electronica besides house music. If that oh, makes okay. sense. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then what I make personally is that what you were asking, or just what the festival played? Oh, uh, what the festival played? Yeah, I want to get into that too. Um, so you you produce as well, right? I do. I've been a DJ for twenty years. I've been producing for about five. Nice. And I sat down on my computer and just, I, I wasn't, I didn't try to make a certain genre. So I didn't sit down and want to make house music or want to make trap or want to make dubstep. I just wanted to see what organic kind of sound came out. And what ended up coming out was this weird, glitchy, psychedelic, breakbeat, um, like mid-tempo kind of electronica. Nice. So um, the other part about that is I can play instruments pretty well. Um, I play bass, guitar, trumpet, and keyboard, obviously in order to you know, be a production yeah. producer kind of guy. Um, but I use drum loops. So I just use predominantly drum loops. I've been getting nice. into MIDI loops lately, or MIDI drums, I should say. And so it's got kind of an organic feel because it's, you know, it's drum loops recorded by a live drummer. And then I slice them up and arrange them in the DAW. I use Ableton Live. And then everything else is, is synthesized. So nice. every single other instrument is a synth. And um, I'm pretty happy with it. Like, I, I enjoy it. It sounds like I don't fit neatly into one genre, which I kind of like. Yeah. And, and that's the key right there. You just said it. You enjoy it. You're not forced. Right not, now. You're not like, hey, it got to be this genre or or that's not even popular. Why are you doing that? It said, bro, sit down. Right. I'm just having fun. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, that's fine. As long as you're having fun, you know? 
Exactly. Um, I always set out to make music. I mean, it'd be nice to have all the side effects of it, to become famous and to get paid for it. But I really believe that you've got to make music that you enjoy listening to. Um, the fact that I can just, you know, make a new track on my computer and burn it to a CD because uh, I'm that old, I still burn CDs for my car test. Um, and then drive it around in my car, listening to music that I made earlier that day. Yeah. It just really tickles me. It's like mm -hmm. there's no feeling on earth. The other day, I drove to Denver, and on the way there, I listened to a DJ mix that I had done of old Burning Man vinyl. So I was DJing, you know, old you know tracks on my controller and doing a seamless house mix for like an hour and a half. And then on the way back, I DJ, I listened to music that I had made, all my own original music. Nice. And I thought, boy, how many people get that opportunity to experience that, to listen to a DJ mix that they made on the, on the way to somewhere and a bunch of originals that they had created um, completely 100% on their own on the way back. And I just thought how blessed and lucky I was to be in that situation. And um, I heard a story from an old producer, you know, older, wiser producer, I forget who it was, but it was, you know, like a dead mouse kind of guy. And he said, you know, if there's, if there's one person that likes your music, you've, you've succeeded. If you've touched yeah. one person's life with your music, and oh man, that's a dope track. Like I, yeah, I really enjoyed listening to it, or it, it, it touched me and took me to places when I was in a, having a really dark time. It's all worth it. And I really do believe in that. So yeah. even though I'm kind of new on my journey, um, the little feedback that I've gotten has really been heartwarming and supportive and makes me want to do it more, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, because I, I really super feel you on that because, um, you know, I was in a, I was in an old group before, you know, current my current state. And, you know, I was a hype man for the group. I was a dancer as well. And I have a dancer background. And that's I, I think that I have a niche because my thing is I always turn my back from the speakers in the studio. And if I'm not dancing, because uh, I, I always I just love making festival big room mixed with trap mixed with Latin vibes you know and um, and it's just it's amazing you know just to, to, to see that and it's funny you say that because like I, I, I do two miles a day um, I've been doing it for uh, 292 days straight damn <laughs> yeah. alright that's a good streak you gotta keep it up now I can't break that yeah my, my friend shout out to DJ Vice uh, he had he he has this thing called a mile a day challenge. So it was a thing you okay. do f for a mile a day, right? And then I just upped it to two miles. So I'll fluctuate for between two and, and one mile. But I say about 80, 90, 85 percent of the time it's two miles. And so right. I, I would make a mix, you know, with my one of my friends. We produce a track, and I'll have it on repeat for two miles. It's actually 18, 17 minutes. So 17 minutes straight, it's going, going over and over and over and over while I work out and run and stuff. So, yeah, it's really good to see. You can, you know, yeah. hear different things. And I, and I love, I love uh, uh, Schward, <laughs> the Schward app. <laughs> I, love, I love the app because you can test songs out, you know. Yeah, you can, you can play a lot of stuff. And, 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 you know, it's so great because you, you hit it on the nail once, when one person loves it. You know, then that makes you happy, and because when I play the track, the track I'm working on right now, um, it's actually you know cross the fingers, but it might be sold to a label. Um, but oh, nice. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's dude. Everyone's like saying the 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 words back to me. They're like uh, putting it in the chat. They're putting flames. I'm like, oh shit, this is amazing. You know. So it's really, I, yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying on that. It's crazy. Yeah, and to get that kind of feedback, it's, it's just really priceless. And I love how you revealed the secret of how you've gotten your stamina up to jump around for four and five hours straight in those multi-parties on our streaming app. Yeah, um, right. from the two-mile-a-day challenge. I was like, oh, man, how does this guy have so much two, fucking energy? Two things. It's like, that's what, clearly, that's what you're doing, right? I, 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 I say it's three things. The number one thing is the, getting the feedback when I'm doing something, if I'm performing or if I'm talking on the mic or dancing and the feedback I get, that gives me a, a huge high. And second, second monster and monster and Tito's. <laughs> the, and third. Shout out to the sponsors. Yeah. I wish. Come on, monster. You need to sponsor me. Come on. Um. Uh, but uh, but the third one is definitely yeah the two miles a day it definitely helps. 
Right. Uh, build stamina, right. but yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and I think as a producer, um, as both of us, we are producers, you know, you've got to listen to your own tracks. And I do the same thing. Sometimes I'll listen to my tracks on repeat. Um, I'll burn a CD. I'll go to my car. I won't even start it or drive it. I'll just, like, listen to a track. And then, you know, 30 seconds in, I'm like, oh, i got to fix a bunch of stuff. And so I'll just punch a jack, come back in the house, you know, fiddle around with the Nableton, um, print a new copy, burn another CD. There's times I go through four or five CDs a day. Wow. Um, I, I'm not particularly wedded to CD technology. My car just doesn't have an aux in, and it's wow. got a boom in stereo in it. Um, but unfortunately, the only way to get audio into it is either burn a CD or use one of those stupid cassette adapters. Oh, and yeah. That kills the sound quality. So I just burn CDs. Oh, and yeah. uh, it works for me, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, CD quality is better than MP3 anyway. Yeah. So people kind of make fun of me for being such a CD guy, but uh, hey, but you know what? It's the technology I'm forced to work with. So yeah, you have your style, you have your style, and then they have theirs. You know, so. exactly. And I love what you said about like that uh, of the music you try to make being a certain, um, you know, the way it makes you feel, the way it, it makes you move. Like that's one of the tests I, I use if I'm working on a track and I'm like tapping my foot, I'm like nodding my head, I'm like, oh yeah, that baseline is good. You know, then. Then I know I'm on to something. If I'm just sitting there and I'm not really feeling anything, and yeah. I, you know, the, the track could be technically sound and be fine, but I'm just kind of not feeling it. Yeah. I'm like, well, if I'm not feeling it, then the listener's not going to feel it. So exactly. let's go back and like, how can we, you know, hype it up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, how about put some secret sauce on it? Put the icing on. It. So before before we um get you know get crazy, make sure you guys like and subscribe on YouTube and give us five stars on all podcast platforms. But hey, I'm gonna say what's up to the sponsors. So uh, don't don't get too drunk. You know, kick back, relax. I'm gonna go say what's up, and I'll be right back like Cracker Jacks. Thanks again, Moggy, for hanging on tight like your butt cheeks while I say what's up to these amazing sponsors. Shout out to all the sponsors in the building. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for y'all. Each and every one of y'all, baby. Shout out to that sponsor. But then that's the next sponsor. The reason why I have this amazing orgasm and orgasm. Hello. While I do this podcast is music headphones. Sound is only the beginning. The sound is just amazing. It's not amazing, actually. It's amazing. Fucking amazing. <laughs> Shout out to that sponsor. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. But you know what? This next sponsor right here. We got to give a shout out to Sunder in the motherfucking building because this goes down so smooth with this next sponsor. But we're talking about this sponsor right now. It's like a, it's like a, you know, carbonated drink. They actually won the the Sip Award for the best carbonated drink, ladies and gentlemen. And also, you can have it with vodka, tequila, whatever it is. You can have it by itself. It tastes so good. They got so many flavors. Make sure you check them out. That's Sunder USA, baby. That's for that sponsor. But the reason why, the reason why we have this amazing party cave sign in things, if you ain't checking it out, podcast world, make sure you check out on the YouTube because this sign right here is cracking like your butt cheeks. Shout out to Tito's Vodka. I'm telling you, Tito's Vodka goes good with Sunder because it's like a bad ramen. Bat ramen? What is bat ramen? See what happens when you take shots? Thank you, thank you, Mo- thank you, Moggy, for g- getting me drunk and shit. But hey, shout out to Tito's for being amazing. Make sure you go check them out. Go to the liquor store. Go to your mom's house. Go open up the cupboard. Take a little swig. Put it back. Take another swig. Put it right back because it's going to be amazing. It tastes amazing just like Cracker Jacks. But hey, make sure you go check them out. Thank you, Tito's, for being amazing. Hello, and back to you, Jim. So... You know, I wanted to talk more about uh, the Shward, the app that we're on. <laughs> uh, so tell me about it, how you went from, you know, DJing, you know, clubs and, and what you did before to, to transitioning into the app. Like, how was that transition for you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so my background is I started off back in California. I was an underground rave DJ. Um, I learned on a pair of shitty turntables. I still own my Tech 1200s. They're behind me in flight cases. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I haven't touched vinyl. I haven't spun records in probably five years. Um, I made the jump from vinyl to CDJs. And then now, of course, I'm just on a controller, you know, by NRS X3. Um, I love it. I don't really miss the vinyl days. There's certain things I do miss, like the feel of the vinyl and scratching. Um, But as you notice from our broadcast, you know, I've been scratching a little bit more on my controller. 
Um, but vinyl's heavy, it's expensive, it scratches, and the biggest limitation is you could only carry like 50 or 100 records to a gig. So you had to pick the right songs, otherwise that was it. That was your whole music library, it was one crate, two crates of records. Yeah. And now, you know, each of us, we've got a laptop, you can carry 100, 150,000 songs. And so finding them because of challenge, but if you're into organization, you can like, I make folders that are not just like by genre, but I'll just say like, you know, glitchy, bouncy favorites, party starters, you know, yeah. hyphy shit. Like my yeah. folders are all, after 20 years of doing this, I, I, I do it by energy level and then I'll color code tracks within them to kind of signify, you know, what tracks I want to play at a certain time. Yeah. Um, so basically I went from that environment for like under, underground rave and outdoor renegade parties in California to playing more, um, you know, contemporary clubs, you know, clubs in the Bay Area, clubs in Sacramento, where I'm from, uh, I fed in Oakland, um, and all those kind of club gigs, you know, like legal raves, basically, if you yeah. will. And then, you know, for me, DJing was always a passion, but it was also always a hobby. It was something that I didn't make money at it. I went out of pocket to put my own money into it to be able to do this thing for years and years. Yeah. Um, I had a, my own mobile company for a while. I did corporate parties, you know, oh, I did nice. private parties, I did a couple weddings. Um, again, I always had a day job. I've got a computer science degree, and so I was making good money uh, being an IT project manager. I developed software back in the day. I did networking, hardware, software, security, and I just got kind of burned out on it. The money was great, but the stress was just long hours, you know, not really worth it. And I just started to get burned out. And I said, oh, man, I want to do something different with my life. Um, and we can come back and touch on this later. But back in 2011, I said I was going to spend 13 grand in a year of my life to become a certified sex and relationship coach. And so I went to this school in San Francisco. And it was, like I said, it was a year. It was a 13-month program. Um, because coaching is an unlicensed and unregulated industry. So you can go take an eight-hour class on a Saturday and call yourself a life coach. You might be great at it, you know. Um, you might have a natural talent, um, but I just feel like the more you immerse yourself in school, the better you get. Anyway, long story short, I moved to Boulder, Colorado at the beginning of 2012, and I said, I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to be a sex and relationship coach, wow. specializing in polyamory and open relationships. And I did that for like six months, and I promptly, you know, I never got a whole lot of clients. I had like two or three, four clients a month, and not enough to pay the bills, and I ran out of money. So I'm the brokest I've ever been since college, and I'm thinking, man, what have I done with my life? Did I make a bad decision? What do I do? And I just kind of lucked out. I didn't know a whole lot of people in Boulder when I moved here, and I, my girlfriend and I, at the time, we moved here together. Um, then we immediately broke up. She moved back to California. <laughs> we were walking at Wall Street Mall one time, and there's this logo on this door. It said Nitro Club, and it had a lit-up skull and crossbones on it. And we said, that looks interesting. We go to the door, and it's locked. Um, and it says use alley entrance um, around the corner. Yeah. So we said, oh, well, now we're doubly intrigued over what this club is. So we walk around in the alley, and you know, it's, it's the typical alley entrance. You know, all the backs of the restaurants, backs of the bars, and they've got a door open. They've got a cool little neon light. And we walk up. There's a bouncer dressed in a suit, real high end place. And so we go inside and we order a drink and it turns out it's a topless bar. It's a 21 and up, really classy, really high-end topless bar. So I started going there as a regular. You know, I would come down here and do super conscious things. I did like Ken Wilber workshops and I was involved with this place called the Integral Center. It was all about like authentic relating and conscious communication. And we did like meditation practices and eye gazing because I don't know if you know about Boulder, but it's just one of those hippie kind of towns that that's yeah. what you do. And that's what I was super into having moved here from Oakland where I had done ecstatic dances and, you know, communication workshops, yoga workshops, things like that. So one thing led to another, and it turns out they needed a DJ. And I said, oh, I've been a DJ for like 13 years. And so they took a, you know, I had the mic experience from being a mobile DJ. I had the mixing experience from being a club DJ and an underground rave DJ for years. So they took yeah. a chance on me, and they said, okay, we'll give you one day a week. It's one day a week. That's all you get for six months. And I said, perfect, I'll take it. And I parlayed that into... Uh, two days a week and then three days a week and I've been doing that it's been almost eight years now and so I, I love it um, it's, it's, it was finally I, the way I tell the story is it was the universe's way of rewarding me for doing this thing DJing for so long and not making a dime off of it I, I just had this opportunity fall on my lap where they said hey you want to get paid like a stripper um, and 
I, I love my job, uh, not because it's at a strip club and I'm surrounded by beautiful women and, you know, I'm, it, it, there's a whole club vibe. I love it because it doesn't feel like work. I feel like I'm yeah. finally getting paid the money I deserve to play music for people. The thing I was doing for gas money and drink tickets and plus ones, it's like, hey, how would you like to make three to 500 a night? and do the thing that you love. And I was, I just, it blew my mind that I, I, the first time I remember, I made like $400 and I came home and I was looking at the money and I could, I was so amped up from the energy. I mean, I normally get amped up after gigs, but there was a combination of the energy, the gig and the music and the money. I couldn't go to sleep until like seven in the morning, eight in the morning. And um, I was hooked, you know, just like a dancer, I was hooked on the money. Mm. And the rest, as they say, is history. I've been there ever since until COVID shut us down in March. Um, I I am getting back to the original question that you asked, which was, how did I get on that app where we met? So when the club closed down in March, um, there were two of our entertainers that went, they discovered the app somehow. I still to this day didn't really ask them. And they said, you know, Moggy, you'd be great at this. Um, You've got a great personality. You love talking to people. You've You've got a lot of life experience. Plus, you're a fantastic DJ. A DJ. And DJs are in demand on the app. And I said, okay, I'll check it out. So I downloaded it, and uh, immediately, I'm, I'm half Asian, immediately I opened up the app, and I said, this thing was coded by Asians. <laughs> it's, it's not a judgment, it's just an observation yeah, exactly. of just the way the user interfaces. It's yeah. kind of crazy, right? I knew right away, I was like, oh, they took the best elements of social media live streaming and video game playing and, like, leveling up and getting special effects for your character mm-hmm. and real money and gambling, and they rolled it all in this one thing. And I thought, oh, wow, this is, I could see where this would really catch on. Still didn't make the jump to being a host. So I played around on the app. Um, they each interviewed me. I did a couple of interviews like this on the app. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. I got my first gifts and I thought, oh, maybe I could do this. Like, you know, okay, what's the time constraints? So, okay, what do I need to do? I looked into it a little bit more, became an official host in the beginning of August, and then started streaming basically every day. And really started to enjoy it. I mean, during this time when the clubs were closed and no DJs were really touring or getting gigs, it was an outlet for me to keep my DJ skills sharp. And it gave us this human connection of being able to meet new people and meet new friends and talk to them. And it's kind of like a virtual club environment. And um, it just really punched all the right buttons at the right time uh, because of the pandemic. And I was like, okay, I believe in this. And I was lucky enough to be, I have a mentor that's the founder of my family. And she's like a, she was a 25 million bean account when I met her. She's a 30 million bean account now. And, um, you know, in those terms, that's a huge, huge account. And so we were actually talking over WhatsApp for like two weeks before my audition. And she was kind of coaching me and preparing me. And so the moment I had my audition, she set me up with a great agency. She set me up with a great family. And I just feel like I just had a really easy entry point uh, into Bigo. And um, oh, yes. It's totally fine. I wanted to say it on purpose. I love the app. It's great. Yeah. Um, Same here. Man. Cheers to the app. Cheers to you, Q, for yeah. having me on here. And it's the app that, that led us to each other. That let me yeah, meet you and meet cool people sure. at Lexi. So I'm like, I'm super grateful. I'm super grateful for all of it. Um, I know that was a rather long-winded story, but that is nah, that's okay. yeah. kind of how I became a DJ all the way through 20 years to why I'm on the app today. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely... I definitely agree because I met so many cool people that I've, you know, haven't even think that I would meet, you know, and to, to, in the beginning, in the beginning, I was the same way when I first got on it. I definitely thought, oh, this is an Asian app, but even more, I was like, oh, is this another like, like OnlyFans app? Because the front page was full of girls and my girl, my girl was like, my girl was like, what is this? What are you on? I was like... Just let's just see. Let's just see. So, my friend that's a DJ, he told me about it, and you know, I'm more on the entertainment entertainment side. You know, just I just love making people laugh, smile, have fun, play music. You know, rock the mic because I'm a hype man. You know, but the the thing drawn to me more was like, because um, in the beginning, uh, you know, right now our family, they they actually don't they don't trade at all. Like at oh, all, wow, okay. and I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know about the whole that whole process. You know what I mean? And, and but right. it's, it's crazy because I'm reaching. Uh, I mean, I got my girl on it too, and she's she's hitting like freaking 90k, 120, 130 tier on pure freaking organic shit. 
So wow, yeah, yeah she's that's impressive. So I'm getting, I'm getting there. But my thing is, it's like you know, there's a whole other side that that people don't know, and I didn't even know. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's like, why not put in, you know, two hundred dollars to make a thousand, you know, or whatever, whatever it is, um, because you can. Like, there's some you people. Know- Ladies and gentlemen, there's some people out there that that are making almost like 15, 20 grand. It's it's ridiculous. And once we get there, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there, Moggy. We'll get there. We will. Yeah, we will get there. We will. Um, you know, just doing these things and these parties, these, the 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 after party from Lexi, uh, my party I do on Sundays. You know, because I I was actually doing this same party on on IG, uh, right right when the Right when the pandemic happened, I was doing a new theme every Sunday. So I like to make my own edits. I like to make uh, my own type of mixes. So what I'll do, I don't know if you ever really noticed, but a lot of times when I do rock a set, I shout out the DJ because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a DJ. You know, I don't know if you knew that, but I, what I do is I get like two of my close friends, three friends, and I shout them out. But I'll do is. I'll flip their mixes in so many different ways and add in my own remixes, add in my own edits, add in my own music. And, and I don't, uh, my, my style is really, really different because I'm in a MC DJ duo group. Shout out to Ferocious. Um, so he, so he, uh, so in, 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 uh, you know, in LA, we, we played this club called No Jealousy, right? And uh, we learned this formula and they taught us this club we, we used to do because they know our style. We know we're crazy. He's just like me. And they said it's a 3-3-3 three, three, three rule. Three EDM, three Latin, three hip-hop, and again like, right after. So they were three songs back to back to back to back. And I took that model and do that on Beagle. Oh, shit! <laughs> and do that, do that on, on uh, you know, the app. And man, people, people love it. Like, you know, they say, and shout out to all the DJs on, on the app. I, I, I commend them. Shout out to my boy ER. Um, but, dude, it's really amazing seeing ER grow to, to what he's done now. It's, it's true. Truly, it's truly freaking amazing. And seeing, you know, it's crazy to me because there's a lot of times, it's good and bad, I guess. But there's sometimes, uh, cheers. <laughs> there's, t- there's sometimes where I've seen DJs. You know, that's that's even opened up for us, um, my group. And and they're like doing, you know, million beans and stuff. But my thing is it's like, you know, be that's why the app is so crazy because a opener that opened up for us is flourishing, which is good. Good for him. You know, you know com- I commend him and stuff, stuff like that. that. But you know, like I said, I'm a different as you could tell, <laughs> I'm a different breed. <laughs> that because uh, I love the interactions, I love the props. We uh, everything you see in my lives, we use in our live shows when we DJ. Me and my partner, uh, dude, it's all the confetti, the the monkeys, the bananas you see. We throw them out to the crowd. I, I really want to. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to bring her on, but I might get banned. But we have this thing called uh, Dirty Diana, right? And she's she's a, like a urban dictionary she's a shadow right <laughs> she's a uh she's a mannequin and okay. we yeah. have a funnel a beer bong that goes through her and out her vagina and we take shots oh and we God. pour it out to people <laughs> shout out to Dirty wow. Diana I really want to bring her one day but I think I'm gonna get banned <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it might be worth a short band for, you know, an hour or 24 hours yeah. or whatever it is. And, you know, you just gotta, maybe you could do it, uh, you know, sort of high, like you get a creative camera angle or something. So you don't really, you know, you don't see all of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's going on. Maybe, maybe, you can maybe. Kind of creatively shoot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's fantastic, Hugh. And, like, you can tell from the level of your production, uh, from the costumes to the props, just the way that you do the emceeing and you do the hype work. That you, I, I could just tell right away you had a lot of experience doing it. Um, I've come to find out that you had your own group. I, I definitely I noticed those edits, those custom edits you did right away, um, that you were kind of making your own mashups and yeah. doing your own 
um, you know, different kind of mashups. So that's the best way to, to, to yeah. call it. Like, yeah, where you're yeah. kind of like gluing two songs together. And um, I do think that format's really successful of like the two hip hop or the two or three hip hop songs, two or three EDM, yeah. two or three Latin, you know, reggaeton style. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it seems to be popular on Bigo too. But yeah, I could just tell right away. I was like, this guy knows what he's doing. He's obviously got a lot of experience. Either that or he's just super confident as hell. But I just <laughs> well, that too. That better. too. I mean, having been on the scene for 20 years, I'm like, this yeah. guy, he, he gets it, you know, like yeah. you, you are more polished than a lot of the new people that I see on Bigo. You, you know what it, you know what it is, and shout out to everyone, uh, this, this is, might be a, a, a gem for y'all, um, tuning in, Party Animals, and maybe, maybe, maybe you could take a little piece from this, but I started as a hype man for, for LMFAO, and we started with literally like 50 people to 20 people in a 300 venue from from that to a hundred thousand almost five hundred thousand people and the process the growing process we've learned i've learned so much and then leaving the group starting my own thing with me and ferocious and kind of doing the same process like we weren't they were like trying to use the party rock brand and we didn't want to and then we started not getting like a lot of you know packed shows but then same thing started growing 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 and then like that's why i'm so confident that's why i'm so you know it makes me happy when that uh, and i always do this all all you just have to do is make one person smile make one person happy and and even if it's yourself you're doing uh, your your own private or, or not your own private but your own live like and you like smile like sometimes i'll do an edit on the fly i'm like oh shit that sounded dope like you know what i mean like and i i, I love improvising like if something falls if something goes off if something happens i just on the fly think of something funny to do or say a joke get drunk whatever it is you know and i think that's man i i just learned from that and and it take it took a while but once you get it, it's just, you know, you'll yeah. love it. No, that makes sense. Like, I can tell you have that philosophy. And it's, a, it's that show must go on philosophy no matter what. Yeah. Um, and, you know, weird things do happen in the course of a performance, particularly live performance. Yeah. And you're right. You've got to be able to recover from it and brush it off and, and you know, make a joke. Some stuff's going to work better than others. And I do know that feeling you're talking about because even as a DJ, you know, not all mixes are equal. There's times when I don't really pre-plan my sets anymore. I used to a long time ago, but those days are long gone. I just kind of make it up. I'll, I'll make a crate for a party. I might practice a couple of songs to figure out which ones go well with each other. But I don't script any of my stuff, either in the real world or on the app. And so I'm just kind of making it up as I go. And sometimes, you know, you just get those super sublime mixes where it's just... You just get 100% of it. It's a home run of a mix. And you might even surprise yourself if you're just like, oh, oh yeah, that one's a good one. Like, yeah. you, just, you feel it, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, that, that's A plus for me on that, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I can relate to what you were saying, where it's just you go with the flow, you feel into the crowd, what wants to come next, what wants to happen, you let it organically happen, and hopefully yeah. everyone has a good time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, we have, we have something on the, on the party cave, the, um, the next up. We call this meme of the week. Meme of the week. So if you want to pull up the meme, uh, got it. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, you know we got the NBA finals going on right now. Shout out to the Lakers. Lakers are gonna win, baby. The Lakers are gonna win. I'm telling you. Sometimes people, especially DJs, you know they always like to, uh, you know, see what people look alike, you know, and things like that. So if you pull up the meme. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to put it right here uh, in the middle of us. But shout out to uh, S. Reeker, Shrieker Shooter, <laughs> for this one. He says, I still can't believe the chain smokers are in the NBA Finals. <laughs> and it's, it's two of the Miami, uh, two white guys, number 55 and 14. I don't know them because I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm not, I'm not these fans, but Miami fans. But, uh, yeah, I saw this and immediately, I mean, just, just because they're white. <laughs> they're like, oh, chain smokers. <laughs> do, you, do you watch the finals or you watch NBA? watching every game but I definitely checked the scores and you know being originally from Cali it's like my heart I, I, I was rooting for the Lakers when I was a teenage teenager kid you know nice. with Magic Johnson and um, you know uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all the greats 
Um, so yeah, I'm a Lakers fan at heart, oh. baby. Uh, Niners and Lakers are, have been my team for years. So um, even living here in Colorado for the last nine years, I, I kind of root for the Denver teams, but <laughs> no, I, I, my heart's still in California. Nice, nice. I see. Yeah, this, this is so funny fun. to me because like, yeah. at first glance, you're like, oh shit, is it? Oh no, it's not. <laughs> it does look like that. Yeah. The first thing I thought was, oh, did they really Photoshop the chain smokers into the photo? Like, know, are they right? just wearing the uniforms? And I realized, no, they're not. That's not actually the chain smokers, but it is hard to tell. Yeah. Number one. Uh, number two, I feel like it's going to drive viewership of teenage and early 20s women in the finals to never before Probably, knowing definitely. that the chain smokers are playing. Yeah. Um, it's really going to help out with their younger women demographic. Yeah. And uh, third, I actually, it, maybe it's a guilty pleasure. Maybe I shouldn't admit this as a, as a 20 year DJ and a strip club DJ, but I like the chain smokers. Yeah. I play the chain smokers. Mm-hmm. Maybe not on the app, but in my club I do. Yeah. Uh, because they're kind of like pop EDM. Yeah. yeah and yeah. chicks dig it. Yeah. Chicks dig it. Yeah, dance dig it. The crowd at my club digs it. I got nothing bad to say about the chain smokers, yeah. aside from the fact that they are white. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah sure. I'm cool with them. So that's, that's the. That's the uh, meme of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Again, shout out to S. Reeker Shooter. <laughs> yes, this is so funny to me. <laughs> Here's a quick question for you, Q. Who do you think would win in a fight? The two chain smokers or both guys from Odessa? Steel Cage UFC match, Odessa versus the chain smokers. Who comes out on top? Oh, man. <laughs> Tough one, right? I say, uh, I say Odessa. I do too. Odessa all the way. Odessa for the win. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, you heard it first. Down UFC. <laughs> you and Moggy will take will take the uh, will take Odessa over the yeah. Chainsmokers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about you know the 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 whole strip club thing. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't catch on, but you know Moggy was a, a strip club DJ before this, and I have a lot of friends that are strip club DJs as well, and I've heard a lot of stories. I hear a lot of, you know, ups and downs all around. Sometimes it goes inside of them. But hey, that's not that's, that's not that type of podcast. <laughs> but but uh, what is like the uh, uh, craziest thing that you've, you've experienced at a strip club while, while DJing? Man, you know, it's, it, that's like asking a DJ to pick their one favorite artist or one favorite <laughs> track. I feel like I've been there for so long. There's been so many. Like, where do I start? Um, yeah. I've never had anything naughty really happen below the decks. At least not there, because I want to be professional. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, you said, in, wait, in my, you said not there. Yes. <laughs> not there. Maybe in my earlier rave days, we did crazier shit. Yeah. Um, I feel like when I first got the job there, um, I did date a few strippers. Yeah. And even though that's frowned upon, um, I had to kind of get it out of my system. And, I, you know, you, you think, oh, She's mature, I'm mature, we can handle this. It won't interfere with work. Psych. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does. Yeah. There's that old family thing. You shouldn't shit where you eat. So I enjoy my job too much to jeopardize it at this point in my career mm. with stupid shit. But I would, I, the things that come to mind um, are one night I had uh, like four martinis at, at work Ooh. and was DJing uh, very close to not being able to DJ in terms of the, the alcohol level. Wow. Um, I definitely managed to get away with, I was really close friends with, um, I, I've been, I, sometimes they're my friends, sometimes I social with, without the, you know, outside of the club. Um, and one of my off-duty friends came in, and thank God she wasn't working that night, and she just came in the booth and started making out with me. And mm-hmm. no one else in the club noticed this. Um, and she must have done it like three or four times. She would just sneak back inside or we would take a shot together because I'm allowed to drink on the job. First of all, I mean, shout out to anybody that can drink on the job. Yeah. Right? That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I just got to be careful to keep it in that middle zone of like I'm buzzed, I'm cool and not get super drunk. Um, so there's that. Um, there's been just a lot of, I mean, strip clubs are just kind of, um, they're hotbeds for gossip and you don't want your name going around on the gossip list of the week. Even if it's not true, yeah. Even if they did, it's a rumor and you didn't do it, 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 it doesn't matter. If your name is associated with the rumor, people are going to hear it. They're going to believe it. And so I've tried to keep my nose clean as much as possible in the last, you know, four or five years. And for the record, um, I've only been a manager there for about a year, year and a half. So prior to that, I was just a DJ and I was a little bit wilder and I did do crazier things. 
And uh, of course, there were some things that I regret, and there were some things that um, you know I wouldn't necessarily do again, knowing what I know now. But I, I'm glad I did them. Mm. I'd rather die regretting the things that I did do than the things that I didn't do. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And there were a couple of off-duty, you know, some Molly nights, some some drinking. You know, maybe some threesomes, four sums, more sums. Uh, it kind of goes the territory, baby. You know, yeah, yeah. as long as it wasn't at the club and yeah. no one's, everyone's, you know, fine with it and they're cool with working the next day, then what can I say? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to brag, but I'm not going to lie either. So there yeah. has been some crazy shit that goes down in the strip club. Yeah. Uh, just thankfully, not a lot at the club itself. It's mostly after hours or partying on our own time. Speaking of like, you know, going to, like, uh, you know, crazy stuff, um, and kind of, kind of, you know, leads into, to the app. Uh, we have questions that come in from, from people from the party cave, uh, you know, Instagram, uh, my, my DMS and, uh, Tiffany from Houston, Texas. Uh, so she, she hears me talks about, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the app a lot. And, um, and she says, what is the craziest thing you've seen? Uh, I'm gonna say it. Fuck it. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've seen on Bigo? And don't and don't leave anything out. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Yes. Thank you. Shout out to Tiffany. Shout out to Tiffany. That's actually a good question. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a really good question. Cheers to the party animals. Make sure you like, subscribe on YouTube, motherfuckers. Yeah. So and, and 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 mind you, we see a lot of crazy stuff on there. We see, we see things that girls. I don't, I don't know how they get away with, but um, hey, you know. Well, so what's the craziest thing you've seen? So the craziest thing, and keep in mind, I've only been on the app for two months now. Um, I so just like a week ago, uh, a member of my family. He lives in Miami. Um, he drinks a lot, so he's got a pretty good tolerance. Um, someone from another family challenged him to a Shots for Shields competition. Mm. And then was like, your family probably isn't even going to show up. You know, they're only going to throw you like two or three shots. So this is how that went down. We made sure he was in a safe place, didn't have to drive. She comes on. Uh, she was a little late. So like half my family, and it's a huge family, we're already gathered there. We're all talking shit in the chat. So uh, final score was her family, I think they tipped her uh, 30K for three shots. You know how many are my family tipped? 18 champions. He wow. did 18 shots in 20 minutes and wow. then he logged off. And then for the rest of the night, we were like, hey man, are you okay? We were like trying to get a hold of him on WhatsApp because we're just, we want to make a check in. You know, we told him, drink some water, man. But yeah, 18 shots in 20 minutes, uh, doing shots for shields, shots for champions. Um, and then the other funniest thing I say in two months is I just straight up stone cold saw someone fall asleep and alive. And they were just sitting there, and for whatever reason, you know, they're supposed to be AI that catches it, and you're supposed to not, that's not supposed to be allowed, and this motherfucker is sitting there snoring. <laughs> she was an attractive woman, so I wonder if that made a difference in the app, but yeah. I got bored of watching it after like five minutes, but she was clearly, she had just fallen asleep, and it was also that time of the night. night so, so wait, so wait, you right. watched someone sleep for five minutes? <laughs> well, I thought she was like, I thought it was a joke, or I thought she was going to wake up, or I was kind of waiting for the AI to be like, end the stream. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I've heard stories that people like duck them off camera for two seconds and they're like, you know, they get a ban for it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, so nothing too crazy because I do feel it is a um, kind of PG-13 yeah, rated version is. of the strip club. I will say this. I will I'll, 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 This will be my final answer on this. So, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that two dancers from my club kind of got me on the app. And... Um, one of them texted me a link and said, hey, you should really check out this other, the other girl on the app. Um, she's killing it right now. She's number one on the heat list. And I logged in, and sure enough, she was. She just had so many viewers in her room. And she wasn't even saying anything. She was just laying in bed. And the one said to me, she goes, I'm pretty sure she's touching herself. This is over private messaging, not over yeah, the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, I don't, I don't even know how to answer this, but I'm pretty sure that's not really allowed. So, like, how can she do it in such a way that she doesn't get caught? Well, as luck would have it, the very next day, we're getting ready to reopen the club. Yeah. Um, we had an entertainer meeting, a dancer meeting, and yeah. lo and behold, who was there but the, that, that dancer I just saw. And she's telling the whole group of us. She's telling me and like 20 other dancers. She goes, yeah, I just, one day, like, we were talking about Bigo. We are talking about beans and diamonds. Oh, shit! Uh, no, I didn't mean to say it that time. I didn't even mean 
to say it at that time. Yeah. All right, cheers, Chris, brother. Cheers, cheers. Well, we, were, we were talking, you know, all the lingo, right? Venus and diamonds and conversion and math, and they were just, we were clearly losing them. And then at one point she goes, at one point she goes, yeah, I figured this out on accident. I like rolled over to like reach behind me, and the audience thought I was touching myself and uh, I wasn't but it, like all of a sudden her gifts and her viewership and her heat level shot up so she goes yeah so now I just I do touch myself like underneath the covers so that, that's what I was totally doing the other day and the uh-huh. other girl had it right uh-huh. and I was like oh okay um I don't even know what to say to that <laughs> so but yeah she confirmed it yeah, but she it, just does it in a way that Vigo doesn't catch yeah like and- under the covers as we say, under the decks, she says under, under the, the covers. covers. <laughs> so, how, so how many how many uh, uh, dragons or shields did you drop that day, that night? <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay for it. You and I work with them, and I, you know, it's weird. People will tell me all the time. They say, you know, I even have dancers come up to me, and because people in the bathroom will say, "Oh, you work here. You must you must love the fact that there's all these naked women around." And I said, honestly, that's like not even in the top ten list of reasons why I work here. Yeah. Dancers will come up to me and they'll say, "Hey, did you see that new trick that I did on stage?" And I'm like, "No." But if you told me about it before yeah. your stage set, I might pay attention. But yeah. I'm juggling, you know, 10, 15 things in the air as a DJ and as a manager, and I might. There's a lot of times if I'm looking at stage, I'm not even really paying attention. I'm just kind of zoned out by it. Yeah. The other weird thing about working a stripper for so long is it, it's kind of sad. You become desensitized to it. Yeah. Um, to where it's just not as arousing as it once was. Mm-hmm. I can now stare at a naked female right in front of me, and I can look her in the eyes. And it's it's just I'm not even tempted. I'm not even tempted to look anywhere else. Um, yeah, so that's not necessarily a good thing, but yeah, it's just know, a right? side effect of being in the industry for so long. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because um, that kind of goes in talk to my next question is, what's like the biggest gift you have received? And, and, and to the to the party animals, after you tell the gift, let them know what the um, um, prices on that yeah um so technically the biggest gift i've received on bigo is i've received a super dragon twice nice uh so that's a ten thousand diamond gift that's worth about 200 in real money if you buy it but and this is a great big but um they weren't like given to me free and clear like I, they came to me because I was filling in an impossible star, and my family leader felt like she could trust me. She could feel that I was going to turn into a good broadcaster for whatever the reason. She dropped them on me and said, "You know what? Get me back later." And she just called in the favor actually at the end of last month. So she gave me a full two months to save up some beans in my wallet, and then she said, "Hey, I got." She got a hundred and fifty box BK, oh, and she said, "Hey, can I get that twenty K back?" And I said, yep, because I, I was saving it for her in my wallet. Yeah. I wasn't stupid enough to, you know, gamble with it or yeah. give it away to some hot chick touching herself under the covers. Yeah. I saved that for her. But all of a sudden, I went from having a lot of money in my account to having $400 less because I had to throw her these two dragons back. And um, so I'm good at playing the math of yeah. the game. Yeah. And there's a level where I learned really quickly that the way people are making money in that app is they're, they're hitting the tiers. Yeah. And so it's like, it's not about what you're getting organic. I mean, it can be. If you want to get it organically, there's a lot of different strategies. Yeah, and none yeah. of them are wrong. You want to stay at minimum and just not gift or not trade and organically get what you're going to get, that's cool. That's valid. If you want to do a lot of trades and you want to try to buy your way up to a tier, then that's valid too. Yeah. But the way I notice some of my family members doing it is that they are putting in, you know, 3K to make six. They're putting in 4K to make eight. And any businessman on the planet would be like, wait, I give you 4K, and then a couple days later, you give me 8K back? Okay, that's a win. That's a 100% win in anybody's book. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I won't lie, you know, I, I'm looking forward to going back to work and starting to make my paycheck again, make my tip out again. And I am super down uh, to, I mean, I put in about 350 to the app already up to this point just to be able to get to minimum my first couple of months yeah. and to have some money to trade with, you know, so collateral beans mm. um, I'm down I'm sold on it and I'm fully willing the moment I have some financial uh, leeway like I did before the pandemic started I will happily put in 2 or 3k into that app do, do, to, you, do a uh, big box DK and trade for a million beans so I can make fucking 8, 10, 12k in a month do you think that you'll still you think you'll still be on the app after after everything I do I 
do. That's a valid question, and uh, 100%, I'm going to. I'm going to treat this like a side hustle. Yeah. I'll tell you this. If, if the earning potential was capped at the minimum tier at $640, I'm not sure it's worth 30 hours of my time. Once I go back to work, you know, full-time at the club, um, I probably wouldn't do it. I love the aspects of Bigo that it's like a video game. And oh, have, shit! You know? Oh, sorry. It. I can't. I can't. Oh, I it. <laughs> it's like the time my buddy took 18 shots for shields. Yeah. I did. I did. Uh, I think I told you, but I did uh, 23 shots one night, but it was. Well, yeah, you did tell me this. It was three hours. It was three hours, though. Oh, I was going to say, how, how long? Two hours? Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. I can see doing it over two or three hours. I can't see doing it in yeah. one but see, I have, I have a secret. I have a secret. I, I take a swig I take a swig of water after every shot. Right. To, to, that's uh, smart. Yeah. No, that's smart. Cheers, man. That's Cheers to party animals. Make sure you guys like, subscribe on YouTube, and give us five stars. Yes. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've uh, been out partying and keeping our yeah. tolerance levels. And that's what, what, that's another thing the app is good for. I almost said it again. Is uh, it keeps our tolerances steady. You know, yeah, yeah. we're still getting. Some skin in the game. So yeah. when we do go back to in-person partying, the clubs open up. You know, we just won't have taken a long sabbatical and messed up our tolerance levels. Mm. My, my question is though, uh, we have, we have another thing on the party cave, and it, it okay. to be, this all goes entwined with each other because we have this thing called Song of the Week. Song of the Week. So, you know, on on, on the app, what song do you feel that you've been playing? That gets the most reaction, the most beans, the 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 chat is lit, they're talking like you're killing it, Mount Moggy. Which is that song yeah. you think? Okay, so I guess it depends on the party and it depends on, you know, because I do sixties parties, eighties parties, nineties parties, all different kinds of parties on the app. But right now, currently, um, it's all about that WAP, baby. It's yeah. like it's got that sample, there's some hoes in the house, and my house being house of extra, it's kinda like our theme song. Yeah. And who doesn't like wet ass pussy? Yeah. So, Who does it? Like Hello. Proud of every age range, maybe not the underage ones, but the ones that get the joke. I mean, that song's just crushing it right now. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it in the club when I get back. I, I have a feeling I'm going to get four to ten requests for it a night. Yeah. Just one of those songs that is just crushing it. Now, my own personal favorite is a song from a couple months back. Um, I want to shout out so you never picked just one. I'm actually a huge fan right now of uh, the Dub Babies Rockstar. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's dope. I uh, I, I made I made my own edit. I found this um, frozen. I'm a ho, I'm a ho. I found this edit, and then so what I did is I I took that, and then I I edited um. You're such a fucking ho. I love it. And then I went into wax. And then I went into wax. Yeah. So you got all the hoes in this house. Yeah. That's brilliant. Let me ask you something, Q. What software do you use to make these edits? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. GarageBand. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. It's so easy. Okay. It's so easy. Yeah, because all you need to do is just line some stuff yeah. up on the timeline, right? And be yeah. able to output as a single file. Is that yeah. what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, I, mean, I, I why why make it overly complex or yeah, overly yeah. hard? Because uh, I actually edit as well, like uh, uh, with Final Cut. Uh, okay. So, so that that concept is the same, like uh, you know, using the, the the videos and lining them up and matching the audio. Like you know, I, I edit uh, the podcast on my own, so I'm taking like three different audios, two different videos, and lining those up. So that took that you know same concept, and it's so much fun. Like when I was making that, I was like like literally smiling, laughing at the same time, like. Shit. Man, I can't wait to hear that, EQ. And I know you know, you and I both know it's going to go over great. And um, honestly, you know, I, I, a great DJ once told me, you know, I, and I tell this to people too, it doesn't matter what software you use to DJ with. As long as you're playing good music and the crowd is enjoying it, they're having a good time, they're dancing, they're partying, whatever, the vibe is tight. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares if you made it in free software or super expensive software. Nobody cares if you're doing it on a $2,000 controller or if you're doing it on a $70 controller. Yeah. If the party is lit, the party is lit. You know, yeah, yeah. The results speak for themselves. I'm not a software snob. I'm not a hardware snob. 
I'm a Mac Pro snob. I, I get that part of it because like, as a creative guy, they just are reliable. They look pretty. They don't never they never crash. But, but as far as anything else, I mean, I've had great sets on really really shitty gear, mm-hmm. and I've had really bad sets for whatever reason or bad crowds on really nice club gear. You know, yeah. I mean, five thousand dollars of equipment doesn't make you a good DJ. Um, yeah. So it doesn't matter in my yeah. opinion. If the, if the results is good, it's good. I can't wait to hear that song. When are you gonna play it? When are you gonna drop that hype hype edit? Uh, I I actually played it um like two weeks ago. Um, I'm actually doing a I'm actually doing a um a Disney party this Sunday, so that will work perfect with that. <laughs> you don't fit into the Frozen sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll actually probably go to the original first, and then and then go to that. <laughs> I like how you're doing an NS uh, what do you call it NSFW. Disney party. No, no children allowed. I know it's Disney. I know it's Frozen. Eighteen and up. Yeah. Check <laughs> the door. Yeah. yeah. I, always, I always say that we have uh well because we have all our Gilarati family, um just just them and oh yeah you came out last week yeah thanks for coming out by oh, the way I appreciate it. Yeah 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 it was a cool party. Yeah yeah so so I have we have to wait for them to get ready so every time when I'm when it's just me and one other girl um I'll be saying. Hey, uh, hey, George! Make sure everyone's in the front door. Make sure they're on the line. Oh, we got some people. Their Ubers are still coming in. Uh, make sure they're on the list. <laughs> so, hey, Maggie, thank you for coming on the party, cave. I appreciate you. It's been amazing. You know, it's glad to finally talk to someone on on the on the uh, you know the app uh, side of things. You know, but um, but before we leave. Uh, make sure you tell the party animals, everyone on the party cave that tunes in and things on, on the audio and on YouTube. Uh, just let them know where they can find you on all your social media. I'm going to put it right here for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my Instagram is the DJ Moggy, M-A-G-I. My SoundCloud is the same thing. It's SoundCloud.com, the DJ Moggy. Um, Mixcloud is a little bit different. Uh, I would say hit me up on my Insta or hit me up on SoundCloud and I will get you the Mixcloud link because it's actually my full name and it's, I just won't bother saying it now because you guys like and subscribe on youtube and give us five stars on all podcast platforms so we're gonna say goodbye thank you for coming on maggie 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 amazing maggie <laughs> appreciate you until next time motherfucker the beat's about to drop